It is a beautiful day to apply some logic and confess the truth. I'm Megan Steele, and this is Confessions of a School Nurse. Good morning. Welcome to episode three. I am so glad to have each and every one of you here today as we apply some logic and confess the truth. We're going to continue our school to scalpel pipeline and explore the marketing strategy that is being used on our children. As I said in episode two, I firmly believe that transgenderism is one of the most crucial battles that schools are facing, and they are recruiting warriors for this battle rather than obliterating the evil. I know there are really amazing teachers in the field of education. I know there are, and I know that they are doing their absolute best to just teach our children reading, writing, and how to be really good citizens. And there's also some really bad teachers that perhaps should be in prison, right? But after I really looked at marketing and advertising, there is so much more to this problem than just teachers forcing this down our children. Our children are being forced with evil every single day just by simply using some easy marketing 101 strategies. Uh, this battle in which the evil is playing their game is so very clever and they are so very good at it. So my prayer is that truth begins to stand because truth will always win. I am a nurse. I'm an educator. I'm a mom. I have absolutely no marketing training or background, but I also know that it doesn't take a PhD to know basic tactics of advertising and marketing. Advertising is manipulative. That's the point of it, right? It works on our self-doubts. It works on fears of social rejection, and it strives to appeal to our emotional desires. And while I was looking at some marketing, researching this, it was like, wait a minute, I've heard this before and I've talked about this before. And then I remembered that way back 22 years ago, I wrote a speech for our school's high school speech team that was called Got to Have Ads. And this speech discussed advertising tactics and ways to have your own personal character and not to be influenced by advertisements. Um, so like any good speech nerd, I kept my speeches. Yes, I did. I went to my box of keepsakes and I pulled out the speech. Yes, I've got it right here. If you're not watching, you, um, I've got my speech way back from the years 2001 speech team. It's still on the black construction paper that our speech coach, Mrs. T, required us to use when we, our speech wasn't memorized uh, whenever we went to competition. Uh, but isn't that absolutely crazy? 22 years ago, a speech is still as relevant today as it was then. And interesting, um, on, on this speech, uh, I actually quoted a reference from the Journal of School Health. Is that not crazy? I used it February 2000 issue, the Journal of School Health. Uh, to talk about advertising because they ran an article that discussed the negative health effects of advertising with magazines and TVs during the 1990s. And so I'm just thinking that maybe today the Journal of School Health should apply some logic and go back to that article and, and look at their findings and see 
that magazine's advertising was negative for children and perhaps apply those same tactics to the advertising in social media and how bad the transgenderism advertising is today. But I guess let's not apply logic. Another interesting thing I found with this speech is that I refer to the Chronicle of Higher Education. And guess what? I teach in higher education. What a full circle moment. But the uh, Chronicle of Higher Education, that particular author discussed advertisements and how they grab our attention. And they do it with fast moving, colorful images, which our eyes are naturally attracted to. Uh, they have catchy words or songs and they pair a product or something we find attractive. You know, like friends gathered together around a table laughing or at a lake jumping into a, a lake pond. And, you know, let me show you how this works with this specific ad. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top too. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeaky squeaking in the truck, bed all the way home. Some Alabama jamma, she my Dixieland delight. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy like. All right. Song is quite catchy. You know you've kind of rocked out to it in your car when it's come on the radio or when it's been on the TV. Uh, the pictures, the people, they're wearing very bright, colorful clothes. It's always groups of people, right? They're singing, they're dancing, they're laughing together. So the whole purpose of this ad is to get you to go to Applebee's because if you go to Applebee's, you're not going to be lonely. You're going to get good food and you're going to be laughing and having a good time. Hmm. Pretty clever, isn't it? Um, kind of makes you want to go to the lake with a group of people and eat some Applebee's. Actually, I really don't. I don't like Applebee's. It's overpriced and I think their service is terrible. But moving on, uh, my speech continued by noting in 1971, the FDA, yes, the Food and Drug Administrations, they put restrictions on tobacco advertising on TV and radio and in magazines because the tobacco companies were advertising and marketing towards youth and youth smoking skyrocketed. And they knew back in 1971 how bad smoking was for youth. So they put restrictions into place and guess what? Lo and behold, less teenagers began smoking. And they also noted that teenagers that were currently smoking stopped smoking. So. If we apply some logic to our transgenderism issue today, if we limit the advertising of transgenderism, it will decrease the amount of youth wanting to transition. Novel idea. Just saying, apply some logic. It's not that hard. If the FDA can do something good in 1971, they can do something amazing today for our children and we need to fight and advocate for that. But we're in 2023, a long ways away from 1971, and this transgender movement is well underway. It's the, the main form of advertising for transgenderism is social media. Their advertisements are informing and they're educating and they're persuading and they're reminding all youth that they are not good enough. 
the advertising, the marketers of transgenderism, they pray, they're like hyenas praying on our children like they are a small gazelle. Our youth are vulnerable and our children are being used by the radical transgender cult as political pawns. And they don't care about real mental health issues. They don't care about their bodies, their families, nothing. They're a pawn to them. So we need to expose this radical cult and we need to look at some of their advertisements so you can see how your children, how our children are being manipulated. I'm not going to use the latest Target or Bud Light scandals. Those are images that you've seen in the news and they, they're big and they're everywhere, right? But what are, what are kids really seeing? What, what are the ones that are struggling with mental illness? What do they do? They spend all day searching and looking for things that are not right in front of us. And that's what grabs them and attracts them. All advertisements that I'm going to show you today, I have eight of them. They have been on my TV or social media pages, such as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram over the past one to two weeks. And if these ones are the ones that, that my stuff is pulling in, I can only imagine what the other forms of hidden social media are showing, showing kids like Snapchat and those kinds of things. So first up, the Always Flex Form Pads commercial. I'm gonna go ahead and play the commercial now. No two bodies are the same. Some pads never got that message, but Always Flex Foam did. It protects against different flows for up to zero leaks. And it flexes to fit all bodies for up to zero feel. Feel it yourself with Always Flex Foam. All right, so if you weren't watching, the commercial has five people of different races and sizes moving in different manners, right? They were exercising, they were walking, they were going upstairs. And then they showed, um, they were pouring some red liquid on a pad to show that, that this flex foam collects fluid really well. The people, they were dressed in colorful clothing, they were looking really stylish, they were smiling and laughing together. And when you first watch the commercial, you may think, yeah, it is important to have a pad that fits well. And it doesn't feel like a giant diaper because seriously, nothing is more uncomfortable during your period than a large bulky pad. And by marketing 101 standards, this was a good ad. It was realistic regarding the reason women would like this product. But did you notice that one of the people was a man? Yes, here's a picture of it. The fourth one over from the left or second from the right, right? That person is a man. Always used four women in one man to advertise for period pads. I didn't fall off a wagon yesterday, so I'm fairly certain that men don't have periods. So why are they in a period pad commercial? What difference does it make if a man can walk fancy in colorful clothes with a pad on? I'd love to know what a real man thinks about wearing a pad on a hot day out hiking or needing to wear a pad with a white dress to church. It's so joyous. Seriously, this is ridiculous. But what this commercial actually shows a confused teenager is that they can be loved, they can be included, they can be smiling, dancing, and be happy if they become a girl. That's what this commercial shows a confused teenager. This commercial does not show the horrific cramping, the large amounts of blood clumps coming out, the fear of leaking through. I mean, the list can go on and on about our monthly visit from Aunt Red, right? 
But this ad also demoralizes women. God created our bodies to grow beautiful human beings. And there is nothing more shameful than a man pretending to wear a pad in a commercial for catching blood that he ain't going to be having coming out from down there. All right, moving on to ad number two. just listening, Amazon um, is preying on youth and that uh, those that are going through puberty and they feel weird. And that's pretty much every teenager, right? Once they hit puberty, those hormones start going, they feel weird. So Amazon on this particular commercial, they showed a pubescent aged male with a whisker type mustache that was growing in and, and he's not really sure if he should shave it or not, he's touching it. And he also has these long painted red fingernails. So the commercial shows this boy looking at pictures of famous people with a mustache and then he orders this yellow jacket. And then the next shot, he's dancing into a classroom with a skirt and this yellow jacket on with makeup and his mustache. I don't get it. Pubescent age children feel weird. This is normal. They don't like the way they look. They don't like who they are. Their parents are dumb. They are embarrassed by everything. This is the truth. This is reality. Amazon used marketing 101, which is to know that creating an effective ad is building up trust and interest in your company by using a testimonial. So they show children that if they feel weird, they don't really like the hair coming in on their face, they can become the opposite sex and it's okay because all will be good. As a side note, like I don't understand something. I don't get men that want to be women, but keep their mustaches or beards. Like that doesn't make sense. Like you want to be a man, but you don't, but you want to wear makeup. Like I, I don't get it. So if someone can send me an email and tell me why people do this, that would be great. My email is Megan at confessions of a school nursing.com. Uh, I went into our local Ulta the other day and there was a man with a full mustache, like from one part of his jaw all the way around to the other part of his jaw. And he was wearing makeup. And as I stood there watching him, I thought to myself, sir, you are in so much need of some medical and mental health help. Like it doesn't matter how big your platform shoes were or how mismatched your makeup and your outfit was, you look like a clown and you need help. And then my second thought was, you are an absolute disgrace to women and I'm not coming back to this store. I will definitely be shopping local next time for my hair care. Oh, it just makes me so angry. It is so disgraceful to women. Okay, our third advertisement here 
is Pantene, you know, Pantene protein. All right, here we go. Pantene hair care products. Sawyer is an old soul. She is our uh, spunky and creative kiddo. Sawyer also happens to be a transgender girl. I remember the first time she was out in the community wearing the clothing she wanted in her hair and she kind of was herself. And that was the first day where I saw her. She has always been super gender creative and hair has been a big part of her transition. Once she told us that she identified as a girl, she immediately wanted to grow her hair out. It made me feel good and confident and it made my insides match my outsides. This was a kid who knew who she was from such a young age. And as a mom, you always worry about your kids being um, loved and accepted. So I'm always telling Sawyer to never hide who she is. Always be herself. Never be afraid to step out and exist as the person that she is. Our family motto is everybody loves everybody no matter what path you follow. It means I can be who I am no matter what. It doesn't matter because everybody loves me. My advice is just be yourself and don't let anybody tell you who you are. All right, this commercial, it shows a male child that there's no way that this child can be older than 10 years of age. He is dressed like a girl and getting his hair combed and styled by his mom. His hair is well below his shoulders. Um, and he talks about his loving family, for um, that his family loves him for who he is. And Pantene specifically states on the commercial, quote, taking pride in their identity loving them unconditionally, and seeing them for who they truly are. Okay, do not apply logic here is what Pantene is wanting you to, but, you know, don't apply the logic. But Pantene, I'm going to apply some logic and know that no matter, I will love my children regardless of their identity, and I see them for who they truly are because they were created in the image of God, and God created to sex, male and female. But what this commercial is doing is telling young children that they can only be loved by changing their sex, that they can only be loved by everybody if they change who they really are. Young brains, children's brains, they do not have the ability to understand the manipulation occurring by this commercial. Pantene used basic marketing 101. Just like Amazon, they used a testimonial that was powerful. Young children only see a male saying he is female and is only happy and loved because he is a female. Do you know that statistically speaking, the most vulnerable youth are those that don't have parents in their home or those that have a history of sexual abuse or are a runaway or are raised in the foster care system? So what are kids doing when they have no supervision, 
have run away from home, they have psychological damage due to abuse, and they might be in a terrible foster care situation, they turn to something that feels good. They turn to something that makes them feel loved. Do you see how this marketing and advertising is working on vulnerable children? It is evil. All right. This ad um, really torqued me off. Uh, this ad came um, on TV uh, while my children, my, my twins that are less than two, were watching a children's cartoon and this little thing popped up. Um, I, I have a picture of it because I couldn't actually find the full ad anymore, but here's a picture of it. This is Fisher Price's, their latest version of Little People. It's the RuPaul version. I did do some research and learn that this has been out for a couple years, but because Pride Month is coming around, right? We're in current Pride Month now. How about let's have some pride in the Bible and pride in Jesus. Hallelujah. But um, Fisher Price wants to give toddlers some glamour and fabulosity, as they quote. This set contains three little people one man, which is RuPaul, and then two of the looks that he transgenders into. And so the set states, and I quote, this fun figure set celebrates the iconic American actor, single model, and television personality with three little people figures, inspired by dazzling looks from a truly amazing career. Each figure is styled in a different fabulous look from the iconic drag performer's career and comes in a specially designed package featuring a runway theme and shiny mirror details. Well, Marketing 101 says this is a huge hit. They pulled at our heartstrings. We were immediately taken back to when we were a child and we were reminiscing playing with little people. I just don't really have much else to say about this. Like every Fisher Price child toy in my home, I want to take out to the curb and throw away because they truly are marketing to toddlers about being transgendered when a toddler doesn't have the brain capacity to know boy and girl. This is sick. This is evil. All right, ad number five. This is everyone is awesome Legos. Well, I've got something for everyone too. We're all awesome because we were created in the image of God, but that would be applying logic, wouldn't it? Uh, everyone is awesome Legos. Um, they have the pronoun alphabet colors. I don't even know how many letters or numbers or plus signs, so I'm just gonna call it the pronoun alphabet. But on screen right now is a picture of this Lego set. It has 11 Lego people in 11 different colors uh, with 11 different hairstyles that represent women, men, and transgenders. Um, Lego states on their website that everyone is awesome, set celebrates positivity and kindness in our families and our communities and in our world. They want everyone to just feel uniquely united. What? Let me just throw up on that for a minute. Lego also would like you to build a heart and send them a picture uh, so you can show your support for your specific Lego set. How about I just, you know, send them a heart with do not apply logic on it or, you know, maybe a heart. 
shaped around the Bible or a cross or something. <sighs> I digress. Lego, they applied marketing 101, right? Don't just tell your potential customers about what your company has to offer. Encourage them to take action, right? Give them that little extra push. So um, maybe we should give them a little extra push, stand for the truth and not buy Legos anymore. Ad number six, Gleason, this is a picture. So Gleason, it stands for the Gay, Lesbian and Straight Education Network. Um, they work to ensure that the pronoun alphabet students are able to learn and grow in a school environment free from bullying and harassment. So the picture that I'm showing, it has a lot of different age men and women, including young toddlers. Um, there's a stroller in the picture there, and they're all holding up signs and flags talking about protecting the pronoun alphabet youth. And the signs they show um, are next to an area on their website that's luring children to sign up to make a difference so they can be part of, quote, the nation's most powerful base for creating change. These gender and sexuality alliances are also referred to as the GSAs. They are spaces where students can receive, quote, support, socialize, and find community together. They use the fear of being lonely, the fear of not being liked, the fear of not being popular, and they offer a solution, love and acceptance. Marketing 101 here, if people have fear, they will not buy your product. Remove all doubts, sell more product. So students, if you are feeling weird, you don't like your parents right now, you don't like the way you look, come to us where we will give you support and friends and feed your ever-loving wants and desires. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. Teacher unions that support Gleason, stop being a part of them. Stop. You are harming our children and it is not okay. All right, moving on. Ad number seven. Okay, I live in Kansas, so I don't know why this ad from Indiana ended up on my social media, but it just provides another wonderful opportunity for pedophiles to attack our children. So on um, June 6th in Indianapolis, uh, children as young as age 12 could have attended this carnival with food, vendors, fun, and entertainment without parents. Uh-huh. Yes, the colorful flyer filled with the pronoun alphabet colors, this carnival pictures, it specifically states in big bold letters that parents are not allowed. However, parents, don't worry, don't worry, it's okay, because you, you, my friends, will be invited to participate in other activities off-site, or you're encouraged to, you know, just explore the city. So specifically noting that parents will not be there is such a marketing win for this group, right? I mean, like confused children that want to hide from their parents have the absolute perfect opportunity to. They literally say, no parents allowed. How clever is that? Confused children have an opportunity to explore whatever they want to and no adult will stop them. So if I was a confused teenager in Indianapolis on June 6th, I know exactly where I would be going. 
Um, so while this group would like you to not apply any logic, logic tells me that any place that says parents aren't allowed means that absolute no morals, no ethics, and no laws will be applied. So perhaps, perhaps the Indianapolis Police Department, they should run security at that event. And maybe they should have arrested every single adult there. Because let me tell you a little something about pedophiles. They are experts, absolute experts in grooming and experts in looking like they love children and would never hurt them. When in reality, they are the most horrific human beings alive. And I know that God has a special place in hell for them. All right, moving on. Our last ad. This is a Procter & Gamble ad. Um, this picture ad is being used on Twitter and on Facebook, and they are announcing their fourth annual Can't Cancel Pride event. Okay, well, we're kind of, you know, into June, 10 days into June. It's Pride Month. We're being filled and shoved at it every direction, every place possible. I've been on vacation in Washington, D.C., and it is just filled with pride garbage everywhere. Um, but... Procter & Gamble, these are the people that like P&G, you know, they make all kinds of household products, cleaning products, toothpaste, all that kind of stuff. Um, they are holding this virtual event to benefit the Trevor Project. If you don't know what the Trevor Project is, it's okay. A couple weeks ago, I didn't know it either, but a good friend of mine informed me about this dangerous cult. And the people running this so-called project should be jailed for human trafficking and pedophilia. But um, they don't see it that way, right? They see that their project offers crisis services, advocacy, research and education, and a, quote, Trevor space for trans to talk to trans 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um like I, how many disgusting pedophiles are roaming this page just waiting for their next victim? Did you know that the most common demographic of children that want to transition are middle-class white children of progressive parents? That's true. Statistic after statistic after statistic. The most common demographic of children that want to transition are middle-class white children of progressive parents. And do you want to know why? It's because they have time and money to worry about such things. They have been conditioned to believe through critical race theory that they are an oppressor. So they need to be trans so that way they will be loved and celebrated. So CRT, right, the critical race theory and the trans theory, they go hand in hand. I have quite the treat for you coming up on episode four, as I have an inside look at what this cult is doing to our youth. Uh, they're amazing marketing 101 techniques. Um, they, it just needs a full episode. So episode four that airs on June 22nd is titled Exposing the Tre Trevor Project. And if you have a child or, or around children that have access to the internet, you must watch this episode because... Um, they are coming after your children and it's heartbreaking. Okay, so all of these eight ads that I just showed you, um, they've been on my TV or my social media within the last week, week or two. Um, so this is, th this is my question. When is the last time 
that you have seen a commercial or an ad on any social media that has a regular, normal, middle-class American man or woman. Like, I really don't know. The, the only one that I can think of is, is the Applebee's one that I showed you earlier. Like, there was no transgenderism pride stuff being shoved down our throats. But other than that, like, I can't really think of one. All of the social media ads, they're just filled, just shoving this down our throats. Um, and, and I think it's very clear of what's going on with Bud Light and Target and now Kohl's and potentially Chick-fil-A that they're seeing the repercussions of Americans saying no more. And good for every American that is saying no more. But we need more people to do this. They are coming after our children. Marketers for these companies, they do what they have always done. They target an audience, they go where it goes, they develop a likable style, and they sprint to the end with it. Right? That's what they're doing. And they are targeting our youth on social media. They've developed a very loving and accepting atmosphere, no matter who you are, no matter how weird you may feel. They are sprinting to every piece of life imaginable. If you are taught to hate yourself, you will try to be someone else. From clothes to shoes to drinks to food, medications, toasters, shaving cream, razors, chocolate, you name it, they're there. So what do we need to do? I think there are actually a very few different answers here. One, I think we need to contact our elected leaders and urge them to make restrictions on advertising. Like if we can do this back in 1971 with the FDA, then we can do it now. Contact your local elected leaders. Number two, restrict your children's time on social media. Better yet, just don't even allow them to have access to it. The ads pop up all the time and they are so incredibly enticing. And number three, stop supporting companies that promote this evil. Stop supporting them, support local. Local pharmacies, local grocery stores, farmer's market, local ranchers have amazing beef and chicken and goat and everything else. If you need some absolutely amazing cleaning products, laundry detergent, send me an email, I'll hook you up with the best. Um, but that's my challenge for you this episode, right? Episode three, so do one of the three things I just listed. Contact your elected leaders, demand restrictions on advertising, restrict your child's time on social media, and shop local. And I know that just one action this week may not matter, but when multiple people are doing actions, it matters. Stand for the truth, be the truth, and speak the truth. All right, guys, this is uh, wrapping up the end of episode three. So please share, please like, subscribe. Let's get truth and logic to everyone, teachers, school nurses, parents, everyone. If you have some thoughts or ideas, please send me an email. It's Megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com, Megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. And one more time, that's Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. Until next time, confess to tell the truth. God bless.